0: You are now listening to the All Right Talk Show with me, your host, Shane Trainer. Get insider knowledge as we explore the world of business, travel, property, investing, healthy mindsets, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Orat Talk Show. This week I'm having a lovely chat with Ola from All Things Money. We'll be discussing how you can budget, save it, and invest your money no matter what time of the year it is. Allah, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Not too bad. and um,
1: just still about like, adjusting to working from home and also we're still in lockdown. So yeah, just kind of just adjusting to it
0: all. Lockdown vibes. Yeah, hopefully by the time this episode goes out, I think we should be out of lockdown, but well, let fingers crossed anyway.
1: Let's not talk too soon.
0: <laughs> yeah. God. But yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on anyway. And uh yeah, so we'll just start by talking a bit about yourself and uh what you do. So like your education background and like in your Instagram as well, yeah. Yeah, so um literally we just having
1: this chat before. So I graduated from the University of Birmingham last summer, so <coughs> summer 2020, graduated, virtual graduation. Um and yeah, I was all my exams had finished well actually I studied business management at UOB and yeah was in lockdown and all my exams had been cancelled thanks to Covid so I found myself in the middle of lockdown really really bored Um, and I just like um, taught myself then how to invest so I was like managed to like get a grip of to how that investing worked and then I thought okay, I'm starting to see a bit of like, you know, income coming in. So I was like, got some of my friends involved and I was like, oh my gosh, like, guys, you have to get involved in investing. Like, it's so, it's an easy way of making money. And I think within that first week, I got like five of my friends investing. And I was like, okay, if I've managed to get five people investing, I was like, why not create like a small Instagram account that kind of teaches other people how to invest and more. Um, and yeah, so as a result, All Things Money was kind of born. Um, and yeah, so from then, I created All Things Money as just a like financial platform teaching others how to budget, save, invest, and
0: everything in between that is awesome and you know what like just the fact that like you got five of your friends to sign up that's class I love that
1: yeah yeah I had to I was like, guys I'm not being funny but you're not doing anything with the, you're not doing anything by investing it you have to put your money in said fund leave it there. And, yes, yeah, so I've actually got five of them That and go in. They regularly message me, like, oh, look, I'm, like, I gained, like, an extra £100. Or I, like, message my friend on payday just before Christmas, like, um, this is your morning reminder to invest in the stock market. So, yeah, just getting the money as well. Like, I feel like everyone should be able to have access to being able to invest. So, yeah, I'm an advocate to helping other people doing the same.
0: Yeah, likewise. Yeah, that's perfect. And, you know, I think now more than ever, like, young people like yourself are – getting more into investing i've i've personally seen a bit of a shift um mm. and i think that's great because back when i was like you know from the ages of 18 to even 25 like i just thought to in, to be an investor you had to be working on wall street or you know yeah working mm-hmm. with these big corporate companies suit and tie but no you don't you literally have to open you know stocks and shares isa mm-hmm. uh deposit a certain amount a month into an in index fund uh and have exposure to all, all these top performing companies and then just Mm. that's it and then just let that ride for 30 40 years and you'll Probably be a millionaire, depending on how much you put in per month. No, the and exactly
1: up. that. Exactly that. And like you said, it's funny you said, like, you like, you like, it's about Wall Street and all these like men in suits, especially like being a woman myself. And that is definitely the impression that has given off, especially like from films and just like seeing. I live in London personally, and obviously, a lot of the city banks are probably like very male dominated. So, yeah, I was very much like, okay, let's see if I can get so many like excellent people investing. And yeah, like you said, you don't need a whole book of knowledge you don't need to be a millionaire to invest literally I think I started with like a couple hundred first just to test the waters and then from there i kind of grown a bit more into it but yeah like I think yeah it just needs investing generally just needs to be simplified and that's why I'm here to do.
0: yeah exactly and you know what just touched on that actually and, and uh um With Instagram, actually, and forgive me for being ignorant, I hadn't actually seen many female investors, because you're right, I think it is quite stereotypical in the movies, etc. And the majority of probably investment banks that you do see are probably male dominant. But have you seen, um, whilst being on social media, seen more female investors now?
1: um what would you say so i've got like i do have like a certain fun like um, little community that i do follow so i think a few of us do kind of follow each other and there are a few female investors as the people i do follow but i would say the majority of the people that are more vocal like ryan from making money simple and they are mainly male and i'm not surprised i think um stereotypically men are probably more brash and more confident when it comes to wanting to invest in the stock market whereas women are probably more reserved so I reckon that's where it comes into play as well when I think um stereotypically speaking women are probably more reluctant to invest their money because they don't want to lose it say god forbid they lost their spouse or something they want to be in a position where they are actually financially secure and they don't have potential risks being made on the stock market for example and so yeah I personally reckon like I do follow female investors but the majority of people I speak to openly about investing is definitely more men
0: yeah yeah I I agree but I yeah yeah I, def- I definitely agree from what I've seen as well um, mm. but yeah it's nice to see actually that there's a lot more vocal females c- coming about now right. that, I've, that I've seen on on social media and uh, it's good to see a different variety of people getting involved and it, you know a matter of fact of all ages too like you know I've got a couple of um that are, are friends of mine that are property sources and they've got a property sourcing business and they invest in stocks and shares like individual stocks actually and they're 18 years mm-hmm. old at eighteen, yeah. I was probably wetting my pants in the club nightclub. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> literally, and it's funny you say that. And like, um, me and one of my friends were talking about it. So he was out of uni from um, out of school from sixteen, and um, I think we worked out. So I think around eighteen, he started um, financing his own car. So his first car was a BMW, which was a really nice car. And we worked out from then to now how much that money would be worth if he invested it in the stock market. And it's painful. It is painful to see how much. Like it was the equivalent of a house deposit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and then it's just like saying, like just making information readily readily available for people. Because he said, had you known you could, he that was an option at eighteen, would you have done gone for the BMW? Probably not. He probably would have involved invested in the stock market. So that's why I think having these financial platforms on instagram and social media such as like i'm now on tiktok making it so easily accessible makes it important and people are just becoming more aware of the fact that there are other ways of making money than having just a nine-to-five job
0: there is yeah and um you know i truly believe that as of 20 as of 2020 i mean even before but especially as of 2020 we should Mm. not should not rely on one income anymore it's it's dangerous it's so risky Mm. Isn't
1: it? Yeah, a hundred percent. You said that very well. I think the whole last year has put some people into com- uh, complete financial chaos, and I think a lot of people have started to realize the importance of having multiple streams of income, um, and. Also, I think it's given people the spare time to actually sit and reflect on their financial situations. I think, especially with people that I know that are my age, so I'm 23, um, a lot of people at my age are starting their own side hustles, their small businesses. I think they're realising, OK, I've got all this spare time on my hands. Let's see what I can do. Even if it's just from painting pictures and selling those pictures pictures on Etsy or I don't know, I've got another friend that spreads positivity on Instagram. There's just so many creative ways to make money and to also just express your artistic flair. And I think so many people have found that from, and within themselves within the past year, which I think is amazing too.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I've said this many, many times. Like, well, actually, yeah, uh, since since lockdown, the first one, I think I've seen so many people on my, on my Facebook and Instagram mm. start, up, start up, you know, little side businesses and stuff. Because they've had all this time, started to make uh other revenue streams yeah and it's it's really yeah. good to see them. and like there there is people that haven't done it but the people that have done it have done really well because we have they have a yeah. time on their hands and it's just really yeah. nice to see but like it's good because if they ever lost their full-time job um which is obviously a shame because a lot of people have and will probably lose their full-time job mm. Mm. you know this year in 2021 then at least they've got that secondary income no matter how big or small it is it's still something, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's the importance. And I think whilst we also want to talk about saving as well today, and the importance of having an emergency fund, I think a lot of people are probably taken aback of how little they had saved up. um, And easy access savings to access during something like this and I think that's another thing that I made really clear before Christmas that how important it is to have an emergency fund obviously if anyone watches or listens um, an emergency fund is obviously a pot of money that is accessible um, for you if you are in the, like in a position where you've lost your job or you know you've like broken down or something like that you've had that pot of money you know you can confidently you can confidently access and um, should you need to and I think that's very important to have as well.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. So let's get into the uh, the juicy stuff then. So budget, <laughs> <laughs> budgeting. Um, we'll, Let's start start talking about budgeting. So because, like, you know, I hear I've heard the phrase many times from like, even like old friends of mine that say they don't know where they've spent the money. They get, you know, they get 10 days into their, their paycheck and they're like, where's my money gone? And they don't know. It's like, it's mm. like, it's almost like they've had money. And their their hands are transparent, and it's just it slips yeah. through it. Yeah. You know, the, yeah, And it's like yeah. they can't yeah. they can't control money. And they're the type of people, right? That if the, if they was to win the lottery, the same thing would happen
1: because mm. they haven't mm-hmm. been
0: financially educated.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. The word you said is they haven't been financially educated, which is why, again, I'm here. And but no, budgeting. (laughs) I think that I think one thing I learned massively at uni how important it is to have a budget. So obviously, for example, I obviously went to university and. My first amount, my first loan instalment in first year was probably the biggest lump sum of money I've been given at one time. So I think I had a couple of grand, but I knew in my head that a couple of grand would have to last me from September to December. And that's when I really, really learned how important it is to have a set budget that, okay, it may be flexible sometimes, but it's important to work out how much you need to spend on your rent and um, your food shopping and then any other extras you have left over is then to then enjoy afterwards because there's nothing worse than having all these parties and nights out and then you get to just then be can't even afford food so yeah a budget is just crucial
0: <laughs> yeah would you say because obviously you 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 realized pretty quickly that you've got a budget right so you know in uh what mm. is it six months or whatever um and no less what is september september to december what's that five six months i don't know
1: three That's, months so <laughs> is it? Oh, my <laughs> oh my god
0: i was way up. all right way off. I, I must be living in a different timeline <laughs> right so three months then right so you have you got three months to to budget right now so you came to realize that pretty quickly so did you still live on the noodle lifestyle of university or would you managing to live a bit more upmarket because of the fact you budgeted for it?
1: um okay so I was in between I wasn't upmarket but I wasn't
0: noodles
1: so um <laughs> to be fair I was in first year particularly I was quite lazy when it came to food shopping anyway so my weekly algae shop didn't really cost much mm. but I remember to make sure I stuck to my budget in first year I was so rigid with this budget and um, I would cash the amount that I could live off for the week so for me in first year I was like 50 pounds a week so I'd make sure okay I'd like make sure my budget for my food was set and then after I would paid for food, then obviously I could enjoy the rest out for like nights out. Obviously, I was part of a sports team back then. So obviously, I would like spend my Wednesday social night tickets and like everything in between. At least I knew I had the money for. And then having it as cash definitely helped because by Sunday, if I saw I had like £2 left and I knew that was £2 left for the Sunday come Monday, then obviously I'd cash another 50. And um, that was how I budgeted the first year. It just worked perfectly because I could physically see how much I was spending. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, awesome. That's awesome stuff. And did you like, how did, how did you actually budget then? Did you kind of write it down on a piece of paper? Did you have a, mm. a spreadsheet? Because like, you know, have you got any tips for people that are looking to don't really know where to start? Because like, you know, mm. OK, yeah, you've got your banking out there, but how do you and there's lots of apps where you can keep track mm. of what you're spending. But for me personally, I have my own personal expenses excel calculator that I put everything into because obviously I have loads of different bank accounts so
1: yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm, yeah it's funny you say that so I'm not an excel person no, I'm not now probably never will be and I think <laughs> with people with budgeting will definitely overcomplicate what a budget is it's really not as overcomplicated or boring as people make it out to be so for me for example I had X amount of money in first year. So it was three months, I would take out how much I was going to spend on rent. So that was taken out, like rent and bills were gone. So whatever I was left with for as the remainder, I knew that was my bottom money for the three months I was there for semester one. And then obviously then I would calculate how many weeks there were in those three, I mean that in those three months, and then I would divide it, giving myself a weekly budget. So it was just a matter of taking out the necessities. And then working out and playing around with whatever I had left. And um, so if that meant, okay, I only had 30 pounds, I knew, okay, 15, 20 pounds would be my food shop and the rest I could kind of try and enjoy it, like myself with. But obviously, I was fortunate enough that I had around 50 pounds. Looking back on it, I don't know how I lived on 50 pounds a week. But first year it worked somehow. But yeah, and I just did it on my, my phone. We'd write it like write it out use the calculator and just put it in my notes page so I knew every week okay i had 50 pounds to cash and that's what I used and then second and third year are uh, and now i used ended up using monzo and i instead of cashing the money out i would then just transfer said amount of money into a monzo account instead just because I was done with the cash
0: <laughs> yeah i don't blame you and you know just to, just goes to show like that's how simple it can be just by using like notes mm. on your phone or whatever yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah I'm not a fancy girl I've only just started using the diary so <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah no literally just the notes page on your phone just don't overcomplicate it
0: yeah that's it just keeping things uh simple so um yeah spot on so with regards to so you got your budgeting and then mm-hmm. now saving then so I think budgeting is one aspect but saving people really struggle with now for me mm. i've always been a very good saver but like mm-hmm. it's only been the past year where i've been an investor but i've managed to say i have been re- really good at say like i've always been like oh i'll save it for a rainy day but then as i said there's people that just they just physically and mentally are mm-hmm. unable when they've got money they just feel like they need to spend 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 yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Tips on this? so yeah so for me i've just and I say this in every interview I have all my friends will call me tight or frugal or whatever but I'm so fond of it because I've got savings but life is all about balance because I can I still have a good time pre-lockdown I wouldn't say I was stringent on my social life at all Um, and yeah I was still able to save um at uni I think for some people, if you do have un- listeners from university, a lot of people force themselves to try and get into this habit of saving. And I feel like if you're a university, university student, I think the pressure is take take your mind off the fact that it needs to be £1,000 a month. Like, I think you just need to start small. Whether you're at university or in the job, if you don't know how to save, start small. Even if that's £5 a week or if that's £50 a month, it's still something. And I think people are so... Always associate saving with such a large amount of money that they feel like it's impossible to ever save, um, and especially where there's such a pressure on wanting to save for a house deposit and stuff. People think, "Oh, I need to have fifty grand saved in two years." No, 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 no. <laughs> Start with something small if you have a job set up a direct debit so if you want to try and save 50 pound a month set up a direct debit on your payday so you know 50 pound is coming out of your bank account you have no excuse then to even touch that money you can't see it so you know you've got 50 pounds set aside that you know you haven't touched because you've but you created a direct debit
0: yeah that's always, that that's great advice and you know what like the way i tell people to do it is like even go as far as open up a separate a bank account that's earning 100%. decent interest right and as you said mm-hmm. set up a direct debit and it will and it will pay into that bank account right and it almost treat it as a bill so it has yeah, to be exactly. paid mentally mm-hmm. treat it as mm-hmm. a bill and then just just forget yeah. about it don't even look at it forget about it
1: no exactly that and then um having a separate bank account I'm an advocate for as well like you said obviously in an ideal world we'll have a high interest savings account which we don't currently have at the moment but even if you are still new to investing, it's opening up a separate savings account is definitely step number one because you can't. Hopefully, you don't get tempted to touch those savings, and like you said, treat it as a bill so you don't touch it. Um, and yeah, I think again, just start like, making it um, making it small, and people not panicking that they don't have savings as well. I think. A lot of people, especially my age, are like, oh I've just come out of university and have zero pounds. That's not a problem. That's not a problem at all. What what matters the most that you're you want to start and I think once you start, you get into a habit and you'll be like, oh, it's so much easier than I thought it was. And I think that's important as well.
0: Really is. And it's a great habit to uh to get used to early on than mm. you know later in life, which is, you know, if you do get into a habit later in life, it's better than better late than never. Um, yeah exactly but yeah like totally agree and uh yeah with regards to savings account as well like I definitely think because I I, <clears throat> I stress about the differences between cash ISAs and stocks and shares ISAs and I know stocks and shares mm-hmm. ISAs have a, a risk element to them but they're actually not that risky if you're in it for the long term and you are mm-hmm. if you're trying to if you let's say if you're 18 and you want a house by the age of 30 then I believe a stocks and shares ISA could well do that like mm. it is risky but like it, you you can uh, mitigate the risk by putting it in lower risk assets can't you
1: yeah 100 percent. so exactly like you said i think if you're investing for the long term okay there's an element of risk and obviously i'm not a financial advisor but the element of risk that you have is so diminished when you're wanting to invest for the long run and you're also investing in stuff that but in a diversified portfolio, whether that's an ETF or it's in a fund, and um, there's definitely ways you can definitely minimize that risk. And I think um another people another thing that puts people off investing is that okay, people say it's risky and everyone's like, oh, there's risk, like I can't lose all my money. Okay realistically speaking if you're planning to invest for 10 to 15 years you probably will not lose all of your money and I think people need to change that kind of mindset as well and um, especially when I started investing that was when there was, there was a massive drop in the stock market so that was like me and my friend were like okay invest 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 like put yeah. your money in um, which worked very well for us and obviously some people are like oh my gosh like throwing their papers in the air that like I've lost all my money but okay we've had one dip recovered very quickly and yet even for the next 10 years it will still only go up hypothetically
0: speaking so yeah yeah and it's like it's about riding out there will be dips there'll be more dips of course Mm -hmm. that's just like there's been a dip probably every 10 years there was a big crash in the 80s there was a crash in the mid 2000s there was a crash Mm -hmm. last year you know but this is like this is what it's what's going to happen there'll be a crash in 10 years time um but you're you know as i said if you're in it for like 30 plus years you're gonna ride it out, and that's the whole point.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're yeah, yeah, exactly that.
0: And in, or just for anyone listening, index funds and funds, ETFs that track, um, you know, the, the big like S- the S and P's and the is the they're designed to go up because they are the top performing companies, aren't they? That's, yeah, that's no, exactly. Yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot on. But um, so yeah, let's move on to investing then. So. I would say with there's a difference in between investing in index funds and individual funds, uh, individual uh, stocks and shares. So do you invest mm-hmm. in both personally or just in index?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm quite extra. I think <laughs> people start to realise, especially after, before Christmas, I hosted a Q&A and I had told people I had nine different accounts. Um, so I'm very extra in my money. So when it comes to investing, I have three different accounts. So I have a lifetime ISA, which is investing in the stock market. I have a stocks and shares ISA. And then I just have a separate account that I use just to trade individual stocks, um, just to kind of play the market. So my main ETF and funds are in my stocks and shares and my lifetime asset and then the individual individual stocks are invested in trading two two so I have a couple of like 50 60 pound stocks held in different companies just to kind of play around so I know say for example if one of them went bust I'm not going to cry but I'm not personally going to cry over 50 pounds if I lost lost it so that's why I've kind of opened up a separate account there just to kind of play around there because I don't think I could I'm like brave enough to invest like a grand and a half in like Tesla just yet yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Paul McGee at ProSource Limited. Paul sources single-let properties in the Northwest for clients who want a more personalized approach. He deep dives into your property investment goals to help establish the best strategy for your individual needs and goes out to find properties that match. Using both on- and off-market techniques and an ethical approach, Paul ensures a win-win for both buyers and the sellers. So if you're looking to kickstart your investment journey into the Northwest, I urge you to contact Paul via his website, www.prosourced.co.uk. Or through his Instagram at real paul mcgee and book a free call with him today. Yeah, no, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I've got like three different stocks and shares, individual stocks and shares accounts opened up. Um, mm-hmm. Like trading two and two is a great one because it's obviously commission free. Um, mm-hmm. Free trades, another awesome one to use. Free trade.
1: No, I don't personally, but I have heard of it
0: free trade yeah that's 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 another brilliant one um yeah hargreaves lands down but they're really expensive they're reputable yeah but they're really expensive yeah. it's like I, I bought some shares in a mining company and it was like 11 pound 95 for the trade
1: oh really i thought um aj bell was quite expensive because i my time i see is with aj bell it is. um um but yeah no it's not as, i know um speaking about hargreaves land they're definitely the like, most expensive in the, um on the internet but i feel like people a lot of my audience are very steered towards that because they feel like especially because i steer them towards money the money saving expert website and they love the fact that it's reputable and i think that definitely um works in how good lands down to the fact that lots of people but to see them as very reputable investing platform um, but yeah no i don't personally use hl myself
0: yeah i probably i'm not sure if i'll use them again but the only problem is sometimes like I've know like years. I don't know if they it will happen now, but like years ago, um, there was when companies had like a an IPO, they'd only appear on Hargreaves Lansdown or AJ Bell, and um, oh really? Yeah, like they wouldn't appear on like Trading Two One Two because it like exclusivity Mm. or something like that. But I think yeah, like with um, Airbnb this year, um, or no, last and back into last year wasn't it? Airbnb when they came on, like yeah, they was on all the all the platforms.
1: Oh, yeah, I was ready there on Trading 212, got my Airbnb shares. Did you get one? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I got a couple. I was well annoyed at that because it was, I think when I checked, the, uh, the, the IPO stock price was going to be like $68.
1: But mm, I, I didn't realise mm.
0: that was just for like, that was what, you know, investors were going to get before it actually got traded and then mm, mm. as soon as it went on the stock market it shot to like 120 dollars so I was yeah like, a lot a lot <laughs> oh my god so yeah and i was like nah so i didn't buy one in the end i'll put my money somewhere else i, I think i put my money in neo instead electric car oh, i'll copy of, of neo <laughs> yeah, yeah that that's done pretty well mm,
1: mm. Yeah.
0: so yeah yeah interesting cool so yeah, have you got any tips for investing then in for like beginners that literally don't have a clue? Mm-hmm.
1: So, tip number one, make sure you have savings first. Like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend anyone putting anything on the stock market unless they have at least some savings that they can easily access. Again, say if we went into another pandemic, the last thing you want is all your money investing in the stock market. My personal opinion is to have savings first. Mm-hmm. Um, tip number two, open up a stocks and shares ISA. That is literally your best friend because obviously we don't want to be paying the tax man for any of our money that we're making. Um, And tip three, again, start small. I think for a lot of beginners, again, they may think you need to be a millionaire to invest. I think even if you just have a simple five, ten pounds, especially if you're using platforms that are free, like free trade and trading 212, try it out. Try maybe ten pounds on not financial advice but 10,000 for tesla see what it looks like to even look at a stock market graph you see what it looks like and then maybe think okay i'm a bit a bit more com- comfortable let me see you know what else i can invest in i think research is very important and um, research about the different types of um Investments you can make. So you've got your funds, you've got your ETFs, you've got your individual stocks and shares. What are you comfortable in investing? Do you want to be a bit risky and um, put money in an in individual stock, or do you want to, you know, play it a little bit safer and have a more diversified portfolio? I think once you understand those kind of terms, that's when you're probably a bit more ready to invest, and in, because you'll obviously you would feel a bit more clued up about what a, like an ETF even is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, spot on, spot on, love that. And what, one final note on, on that side of things, we, when it comes to individual stocks, I'd always advise people to not listen to their friends unless their friend is, is a financial advisor because
1: yeah.
0: I've made that mistake in past in the past before I knew what I was doing. You know, my friend was like, oh, I invest in this company because they're doing this, this, this. And I just went off the back of their advice. And of course, what happened? Like the stock went down and it hasn't gone back up. Um, and that was like over a year ago. Um
1: that's interesting. Like, you do say that. That's a very good point. And I think that's, I think you probably are as well, but myself on all things money, I'm very careful about the information I share when it comes to investing. Cause the last thing I want to do is tell someone to invest in a said like an like X amount fund or an a specific ETF. And then they go and lose their money. I'm not there to be a financial advisor. I'm just there to educate. And I think that's very important as well. Like, like you said, not take advice from just anyone off the internet or your friends and make sure you do your own research. So you
0: understand what the risks are exactly yeah perfect and uh, if you really want to get even more technical then um learn how to read a financial uh financial statement as well
1: yeah you know, no exactly yeah
0: look at the companies well what the mm-hmm. company's worth etc But well, that's that's yeah. a bit more advanced but uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no definitely excellent so um book recommendations um You've uh I'm guessing you read a lot quite a lot of books to educate yourself or, you know, watch a lot of videos um Mm -hmm. on on investing and and money in general. So if you got some what are your top 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 three three books, would you say? Oh
1: top three. Oh, that's a hard one. Okay, put on the spot. Okay, number one, um money a user's guide. That was by Laura Waitley. She is one of the reasons why I've started all things money because Me coming from a business management background, and after and reading her book, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I literally did not know half of this, and that was when I was really shocked. At okay, I'm from a business management background, and let alone what other people don't know, I was like, "This is so wrong!" I was like, "People need to be educated, and if I can make that education a bit more easy, like easy and easily accessible, then yeah, I'd want to do it." So yeah, Money Users Guide by Laura Waitley. Another one for my women, and. um, smart women get rich by David Bach is a really really good book as well. Men can read it. It's all about making sure you're financially independent for yourself. And um, love that book. It's Ameri- It is by an American, but it's de- definitely applicable for people in the UK.
0: And lastly, I'm
1: going to be biased. And um, my own ebook. I
0: was waiting
1: <laughs> um, for that one. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've got. Um, I've launched my own ebook, which is just like a little handbook that kind of has all it covers all the basics including like everything we talked about today so budgeting saving investing mortgages pensions and taxes so yeah that's my third recommendation
0: <laughs> yeah also well you know what my my next question was going to be actually about your ebook um have you got more than one ebook out you've got some resources haven't you on here yes i've got
1: i've got a couple so i've got the hat and um, the handbook is like the number one baby. That was a lot of sweat and tears and yeah. like yeah, that was just a, a story in it half. But yeah, the handbook and then I've got the investing guide. So that's just kind of like a little snippet from the handbook for anyone that just wants to slowly learn about the um investing. Um and then I also have what I launched like a couple of weeks ago now, um the workbook. So it's just kind of um a step by step guide to kind of help people learn how to budget and save. And obviously I've got a little bit on investing as well. So like include a little check list um what are the barriers to people investing just creating little resources on how they can in, enhance their knowledge before they step into the world of investing so yeah those are my three ebooks and then i also have a financial planner so that's just like your savings tracker your budget planner and everything in between
0: oh awesome yeah i did i did check them out so like i've seen them on uh on instagram and yeah there's some very good resources there and uh, have you done have you done pretty well um getting those out there have had people you had like some good good feedback
1: yeah I think the main one that's been like grabbed very quickly since Christmas was the investing guide um, the handbook has been doing really well since it launched in September but where I recently launched the investing guide as just its own book a lot of people are literally grabbing them up and I think it's again because we have so much time um to finally read like sit down and read about investing what it is because I think it's been discussed a lot On Twitter and Facebook, especially with like Bitcoin going up at the moment. People are probably wondering what is Bitcoin? Like, I want to get in, I want to get in on a join. So yeah, I think that one is definitely one that people are loving at the moment. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And you know what? You've just said uh Bitcoin. So let's briefly talk about that one. Do you do you hold any any sort of cryptocurrency?
1: A little bit, a little bit. I do it so I'm really annoyed with myself, and I think a lot of people are as well, but when I was doing during my placement year, so I just read about read Laura Wakeley's book and mum had opened a Coinbase account and she was telling me about um, Bitcoin and obviously where you get so many scam emails every day about Bitcoin, I was a bit sceptical about if it's even real or whatever. So I think that, I think I invested like £100 at the time. I was like, I don't know what, I don't have any more than that to lose in case it's fake or whatever. And obviously where it's gone up so much now, it's worth £500. So keeping myself i didn't invest anymore but yeah that's the little cryptocurrency that i do hold i don't have much more than that but yeah i think i do need to like do a bit more research in that kind of field myself what about you
0: yeah so i own um i about 100 in bitcoin and about the same in
1: ethereum
0: oh yeah i I wanted some exposure with both of them because like they're the top Mm -hmm. performing ones um yeah. And again, I want to diversify my investment portfolio because, uh, yeah, I've, I've got stocks and shares and um, some commodities. And um, yeah, I just wanted to some exposure in there. And mm. I thought <clears throat> what I'll do is I'll buy Bitcoin like using the dollar cost averaging method. yep, yep And yep. buy a bit, you know, every now and again because if there is a dip I'll buy if it goes high I'll still buy like
1: Yeah, yeah and I like that and that's my method of investing personally and again if anyone doesn't know what that method is it's basically where you kind of set up essentially a direct debit of a set amount every month so depending on how well the stock market is you literally still buy purchase a set amount of money worth of stocks or shares so you kind of just fluctuate again with the market you ride out those averages hopefully and have an average of like worth of the stock market if that
0: makes sense <laughs> yeah no, that makes sense basically it's, it's instead of putting you've got a thousand pounds to invest in Microsoft and you want to buy microsoft at a thousand pounds don't put a thousand pounds in in one go put it in throughout the course of the year 12 times and then yeah you, incrementally you could, yeah yeah and you could well it can go obviously one of two ways you could be down a little bit if it stays high or if it has a dip and you invest in it when it dips a few times throughout the year, and then it goes back up at the end of the year and it stays high. Oh, you could have actually have mm. made made money doing that.
1: Yeah. And that's my favourite way of investing, because like I see everywhere, you cannot time the market. There's no perfect time to invest. You never know when there's going to be like troughs or peaks. You literally just never know. So that's why, again, I think that's a really good way of investing myself personally. And then also, you know, leaving it yeah. for the long
0: game. And it's, yeah, exactly. The long game, and that's that's uh, that's kind of my, one of my mottos. Uh, yeah, play the long game. And you know what you said about time in the stock market. And uh, Timmy from uh, Mister Money Jar, um, he made a comment on he's he was on one of the previous episodes, and he, he made a comment saying, "Anyone who says they can predict the stock market, ask them for next week lottery's numbers." <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: So yeah, it's it's, it's so true. Um, Cool. So let's hear then your top three tips um on money for twenty twenty one. Oh, for
1: twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, what okay. what would you do?
1: So number one, I know we're towards the end of January now. However, set financial goals. I think it's really important that now that we've entered the new year, you reflect on the last year and look at what you've made financially. What can you adjust and set yourself a goal? Even if it's just one goal of, okay, I want to save £500 pounds this year. It doesn't have to be massive, but just make sure you have set yourself a smart goal that's, you know, achievable and realistic. Um, number two, make sure you have that emergency fund. Again, doesn't matter how much it is but like we said the last year I think we've all learned how important it is to have just some money set aside even if you bust a tire like next week you know you've got 50 pounds to repair it and number three to have multiple streams of income don't rely on that one nine to five job that you may not potentially have in three months time I think it's really important to have multiple streams of income and even if that Second um, stream of income is just from selling clothes on eBay. It really doesn't have to be difficult. I think
0: that is definitely my third tip. Awesome, yeah. Top tips, yeah. Couldn't agree more with them all. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you very so, much, Shane. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you are listening to this, then throughout the course of the year, March, April, May, June, July, whatever, um then yeah, that will be relevant throughout the whole year as well. Like know, yeah, mm. basically, I always say to people like you know when's the best time to invest and they always say to me when's the best time to invest and i always say yesterday like you could start honestly so yeah, true which means today really but like you know it's never it's not too late to invest it's not like mm. people thought like i've seen just going back to quickly going back to bitcoin i've seen people on my facebook saying oh i wish i'd invested uh back in 2017 or I "Wish I'd invested when it dipped in december or when whenever it was july yeah. i'm like invest now uh crypt you know bitcoin yeah it may it might dip again or it might rock it up to a hundred grand like that's what the predictions are whether or not mm, that mm. will happen but if you get in now at 25 car or whatever it was at the time i said it you're still going to make money
1: yeah to, exactly
0: uh, stop crying about it and and just
1: invest, just invest. invest. and yeah. that's what yeah invest now I think that's one thing once you've done your research again not a financial advisor but once you've done your research you feel confident invest now like there's no point waiting around because the money you're losing just from sitting around doing nothing is just ridiculous so yeah
0: (laughs) exactly and you know your money sitting in the bank is actually devaluing and it's becoming more no exactly every exactly. single day so yeah just keep mm. that one and that that's a whole another story that one but uh, <laughs> give that a Google. uh <laughs> little thing called inflation <laughs> yeah uh, yeah awesome so right this brings us just to the final part of the show wh- where i ask three random questions um oh
1: gosh okay yeah
0: <laughs> you know what everyone always <laughs> panics at this bit they're like oh i gotta do it repair but uh, it's a uh, fear not it's only um, a bit of fun but uh question one is what is your favorite movie oh that is
1: so good because it's so relevant right now and um, i don't know if anyone who's listening has watched it but soul on disney plus has become my favorite film ever i've watched it four times
0: <laughs> i watched it last night for the first time did you what do you think of it oh uh, 10 out of 10 it's brilliant
1: loved it I think I watched it the first time not expecting what it was going to be all about so I watched it a second time and I was like oh! and then I watched it a third and a fourth and I love it now it's my favourite it's definitely one of my favourite and okay a second one as well second favourite Shawshank, yeah. Shawshank Redemption
0: oh we've had that on the show
1: that is shows. another beautiful beautiful film so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah quality what's the um oh god I can't remember the guy's name in uh, Soul. now. He's the annoying Australian guy who is, goes on the hunt. Oh, what, Terry. Terry? Terry, yeah. Terry's in
1: there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Love it. <laughs> yeah, lo- love that film, yeah. Uh, great film. And second question is, what is your favourite destination that you've been to?
1: Australia, only because I was meant to move there. I'm still stuck in England but yeah Australia definitely definitely blew me away so yeah went to visited Melbourne and Sydney and one of the best holidays I've ever been to so much that I want to move and live there
0: oh so, yeah. I don't blame you where would you want to live though in Australia
1: so I had plans to move to Melbourne so I actually had a one-way ticket booked for last September and um, the day I launched my ebook, and yes yeah, so I was literally ready to move and Covid said nope
0: oh I'm, I'm gutted for you, you know what melbourne melbourne's the place if i was to move anywhere on this planet i'd live in melbourne for the rest of my Mm, life mm. have
1: you been before
0: i lived there for nearly two years oh so jealous yeah it's it's one of the best you know what though it has british weather in terms of it uh, does it does winter times winter times Mm, but mm. the heat the heat's amazing but um yeah, winter it does get cold. It's yeah. cold, yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, everyone.
1: September and it was really cold in Melbourne because I was staying in Sydney. Flew down to Melbourne. And I was like, this weather contrast is not a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I only had Ooh. a denim jacket, and that was not okay in September. I thought I'd be all right with
0: a denim jacket in Melbourne, but oh no! I, 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 I arrived in Melbourne in my shorts. I was like, oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Australia. I've landed back in Birmingham. <laughs> Honestly. <yeah. laughs> okay awesome all right question three name something that grinds your gears who
1: grinds my gears (laughs) oh Oh, that's a really hard one
0: um what's the first thing that comes to your head when what something gets on your nerves
1: Honestly, I'm blank. I'm blank.
0: <laughs> Does nothing piss you off?
1: <laughs> I mean, I could say my sister, but I wouldn't be very nice. Um, <laughs> let me think. <laughs> Only because we're on the topic of fi- personal finance, the one thing that annoys me is when people tell me they're, they're too poor to invest. And I think, obviously, personal circumstances, I completely understand, and obviously... That is quite a controversial one. But, I mean, in terms of the people that are splurging money on a regular basis and they come to me and they say they don't have money to invest, mm. those are the people I'm meeting. And with the fact that, okay, you spent £150, kind I do a money confession, um, Sunday Money confession series on my story every Sunday where people share with me their, like, recent splurges and stuff. And people tell me they spend, like, up to £1,000 on trainers, £200 on ASOS. 50 pound on like a water bottle the other day and I'm just like you're wow. telling me you yeah you can't you can't you're too poor to invest but you're spending that kind of money those are the people I'm talking about and that's one thing that grinds my gears I'm like you have the money that's like 50 pounds that's like 10 pounds a week you can invest in a stock um so yeah that's one thing that grinds my gears
0: you know what, <laughs> the people that buy that 50 pound water bottle fall into the same category as people that buy um fresh air in a can
1: Honestly, there's a there's a whole range of stuff. And you know what I love it because people openly share them with me, but I am blown away. I've got one that um someone spent eighty pounds on a jar of sweets before. Oh. Um and yeah, you got you got you got it all. You've got it all on there. It
0: just goes to show that some people have too much money out there that they're just being silly with it.
1: Mm, I had another confession that someone bins their pennies, they don't like to keep their pennies, so they just bin them
0: oh but you know what? Just quickly going back to um, our our uh, saving uh, tips. One thing that I do, and I've started doing for a year now, is I bought buy a money box where I I can't get into it, so it's one that you mm-hmm. have to use a can opener. And any change, I, so if I go to the petrol station and I put in twenty quid, if I get back, if I buy chewing on at petrol station, for instance, and it's like a pound, and I get back nineteen pound in coins, them mm. coins are going in that jar that's yeah, a rule yeah. any coin I love that. even if it's if i get 50 pound back in coins it's got to go in the jar it's like a rule of mine i'll, I'll never get 50 pound probably in coins because i mainly use my card but you know, <laughs> just yeah. hypothetically you know um yeah but yeah and then at the end of the year i open it and then that's i can do what i want with that money but for me that's investable income
1: yeah, that's very interesting because someone on Instagram um, under the name of Chloe's Guilds Club, she also did a penny saving challenge as well. And I definitely think that's something I could probably do because I always lose my coins because I don't really carry a purse. I'm so used to Apple mm. Pay. And right. um, that is definitely a very good idea. So I'm definitely going to use that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Get get yourself a jar off eBay or whatever with a mm. with a closed off one. and Just write the date on it and then write the date for next year. So, I don't know, January 24th, 2022. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be there and it's exciting because you get to count it
1: yeah no I'm, I'm such a good am um, definitely going to do that now
0: so yeah excellent cool right so finally then how can people um get in touch with you
1: um perfect so or oh, I am on all the socials at the moment <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with all of them so I'm on Instagram at all things money underscore same with my Twitter and my TikTok account. I'm now on TikTok. So feel free to go give me a follow on there. Um, I'm also on Facebook, All Things Money. And if anyone ever fancies just dropping me an email, I'm very, I'm always on my emails. And um, so I'm there, contact, contactable at all underscore at hotmail.com. And lastly, I have a website. If you do want to access any of my books that we mentioned earlier in the talk, um, my website is www.allthingsmoney.uk
0: spot on there you go there you have it folks yeah yeah lovely well you've been an amazing guest and some absolute value has been spread here for anybody of all ages yeah Yeah. thank you thank you for having me yeah you're very welcome um so yeah get your um investing goals in shape for uh, 2021 no matter when you listen mm-hmm. to this or 2022 yep. or whenever you listen
1: yep yep literally <laughs> whenever now's now now's the chance to start so yeah. whenever you listen to it it's now
0: <laughs> invest yesterday <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> awesome all right that has been the all right talk show we'll be back next week with another awesome guest ciao for now